Welcome, Wildcats, to another episode of the Weber State Weekly Women's Hoop Show. We're a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Colby Peterson. On the show today, we've got returning to us the number one fan of Weber State Women's <laughs> Basketball. We've got Brooke Minnick. Brooke, how you doing? I'm doing all right. It's been quite the January, but for me and Weber women, but hopefully, hopefully we can end it on a couple wins this weekend. <laughs> yeah, because it has been uh, it's been a rough, a, a tough row to hoe since, you know, the beginning of December when the Wildcats got their last win. I believe the the losing streak. Now I got to do my math uh, just to make sure, because I was talking to somebody about this last night. And I was like, oh, I think the, the losing streak now sits at 11. So let's count them up real quick so that I can have my, yes, it is an 11 game losing streak right now. So tough row. It's been tough since, you know, the beginning of December when the Wildcats logged their last win, which was against Seattle of the West Coast Conference. Uh, no, they're in the whack. My bad. They're in the whack. But as the last time that they had a win. So since December 3rd, have not found very many wins. And we'll talk about it here in just a second. But um, Close one this this last weekend, right there, had it in our grip, and then ripped out by the Vikings. So we'll talk all about that. Um, uh, so we'll go over the the Vikings game, and we'll go over uh, the game against Sac State on Saturday. And then uh, I got a new segment for Brooke tonight. I'm calling it Wildcat Rants. There's anything Wildcat related that you want to rant about? We're gonna give you the floor. If you if you're familiar with ESPN's Around the Horn, it's FaceTime, right? If you win Around the Horn, you get FaceTime. So you're gonna get 90 seconds of FaceTime, Brooke. Anything you want to rant Oof. about in in the Wildcat universe? It's all yours. <laughs> so uh, that's the show for today. Uh, before we get into all of that good stuff, we want to encourage everyone, please subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, great places to find Weber State Weekly. Uh, find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, and then we have a Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. Uh, I'll be working on getting the, our premium previews up this week for upcoming games against, uh, let me check our schedule here because uh, I prepared it a little bit earlier today, but I just want to make sure I'm getting it right. But this weekend, uh, the Wildcats will be facing um, Idaho. So we'll be against Idaho on Thursday night and against Eastern Washington on Saturday afternoon. Well, sorry, it's Thursday at 1130, which is a really weird time, uh, super weird time for a game. Do you agree? Yes, but I think it's the field trip game. So a lot of little kids, a lot of screaming kids will be there. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. So it'll be the field trip game. There's going to be a lot of kids in the palace. Love it. So Thursday, 1130 and then Eastern Washington. But we'll be doing a premium preview. And if you're a Patreon supporter, you will get access to that premium preview. We're going to preview the games and talk a little bit about what to expect from both of those teams this uh, week from the Wildcats. So. Patreon supporter, go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly and get access to that premium preview. All right, Brooke, now let's talk about last week. Um, I want to start out, uh, I, I tried to simplify this block a little bit. And so, you know, we'll just start out with things that you liked. We'll kind of encompass the two games because it was kind of a tale of two different games. The game on Thursday night against Portland State, close. Looked like the Wildcats were going to get a win and then it got ripped away from them as the Vikings hit a three in the final seconds of the fourth quarter to go up one point and win. I mean, the Wildcats were up two and it looked like, yeah, they're going to do it. You know, they had to be there up two with 10 seconds left. So it looked like they're going to get this so long as they can, you know, keep them from hitting a three, which is exactly what happened. 
<laughs> so I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, a tough game on Saturday against Sac State, which you know we should point out that Sac is good this year. You know, they the Wildcats have had their number the past couple of years, but this year they've got uh, they've got an honest to goodness um, a, a person that I think very well could be the MVP uh, this season. I I was all I was really big on Beyonce. B, that's how you say it. I haven't faced Idaho yet, so I haven't seen their pronunciation guide. But Beyonce B has had been player of the week a few times. But um, uh, Kaleja Dean, she, I think she's the the current player of the week right now in the Big Sky Conference. So had a game herself. Um, that coupled with Isnell um, Nadabu's, what is it, 18 rebounds in that game or something? It was just like an insane number. Just, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. So made it tough. Um, and Saturday was a much tougher uh, outing against a green team. So let's start out with things you liked, Brooke. From these two games in the last week, um, redeeming qualities, things that you saw that you liked from them, whether that was, you know, watching on ESPN Plus or just checking out the box score. So um, against Portland State, I liked how often they got to the free throw line. Weaver got through the, to the free throw line, looked like four, 24 times. Um, rebounding 29 compared to 23. Um, let's see, uh, turnovers, they had 16 and Portland had 17. So won that, that battle. Yeah. Which is below um, Weaver's average. I think Weaver's averaging yeah. 19 a game, 18, 19 a game. So below average yeah. on the turnover numbers, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It was shocking to see 16. I feel like it's always 20 plus. So 16, right. it was kind of shocking. Um, and then of course, Jaden and Darren being our, our stars again, um, Darren with 25 points and Jaden with 21. Um, and then Darren at Sac State had, uh, let's see, I can't remember now. She had another great game, 20, 20 points in that game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, she's just awesome. And then, um, even even with uh, against Sac State, the turnovers were t- two less than Sacramento. So that's a good thing from that game since it didn't seem like a lot was going right for them. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, and then, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, a lot of that would had to do with the fact that uh, the Wildcats just got, they got absolutely destroyed on the glass in that Sac State game. I mean, the rebound, yeah. the Wildcats with just 22. Now keep in mind that the Wildcats as a team average per game, they're averaging about 36.2 rebounds a game and just 22 in that game. So just destroyed on the glass. Meanwhile, Sac state was closer to their average. They had 38. They're currently averaging uh, in a game 35.3. So slightly above average for them, but well below average for the Wildcats. And that kind of spelled their doom. Now they just not able to get into it offensively because so many extra opportunities for Sac State, 13 offensive rebounds in that game, which led to 17 second chance points. Yeah. Yeah. Just not a good game overall. So uh, I think some of the things that I liked from this one, uh, these two games, uh, I, I like what you said about, about Darren, uh, about Munka and J double double, uh, Jaden Matthews, the dynamic duo. When those two are playing well, the Wildcats will have a chance. And so, like you said in that Portland State game, Darren Hickok, twenty five points, ten rebounds. 
Jaden Matthews with 21 of our own points, only five rebounds, which, you know, normally J double double is the one getting, you know, more of those, those rebounds. She played the full 40 minutes, mm. but, oh, yeah. uh, but when the, when that dynamic duo is, is, is producing, um, it really, really makes for a good recipe because I mean, looking at the other team, you know, they had three players in double figures, the Wildcats, unfortunately, just two players in double figures and no one else was even close, but I like the dynamic duo. I think it works well. They're the two best players I think the Wildcats have. So keep it rolling. You've already mentioned turnovers. They were below average on turnover to both these games. I like to see that. And then the other thing I, I wanted to talk about was assisting. So the Wildcats are not a prolific assisting team. Uh, right now they are actually dead last in the conference. They average about 10.32 assists per game. But in that Portland State game, 14 assists. Uh, loves to see that that sharing of the ball because I think that it makes it makes things just so much easier for everybody. And it felt like a lot of folks were getting involved. That it wasn't just, you know, maybe Monka or J double double sharing with each other. You know, you, you see Vicky Parr with three, three assists. You see uh, Aaliyah Ellis with four assists in this game. Emery Lavelle with an assist. Um, it's just, it felt like everybody was kind of getting involved and sharing the ball. And honestly, like if you look at the it's stat sheet, it really felt like they were feeding Monka the most, you know, with 25 points, she's nine of 15. And that seemed to be a recipe that kept them in the game. So I like the assisting. I talked about it on the men's side uh, last night. I think that if, if the team can share assists more often, that's going to be a recipe for success because in the games that we've seen where they've had high assist numbers, they have crushed the competition. So now let's take a look at maybe things you didn't like. Brooke, what do you got when it comes to things you didn't like from uh, last week's games? Um, I think um, and I wrote down a couple things. Um, bench points in the Portland State game. Uh, I can't remember exactly the numbers now. Sorry. I think it wasn't too much different, but... Bench points, well, 13 in, 13 in the Portland State game. Yeah, compared to 21. And then um, I... Uh, Morales getting that second chance at a three to win. I she, she threw that one up. I'm like, okay, okay, good. And then they threw it in right to her, and it just killed me. <laughs> and then uh, points off turnovers in the Sac State game. Uh, they had 25 points off of turnovers, and compared to 13, and also. Points in the pink. Weaver had sixteen compared to twenty six, which is should be the other way around with our, with players like Jaden. Um, yeah. And then the other thing, rebounds, like we've already mentioned. Yeah, uh, the points in the paint thing in the women's and the uh, the Sac State game is definitely one to note because, like we've talked about, this is not a three point shooting team. The Wildcats are not a team that wants to shoot the three a bunch. They're last in the conference right now, shooting twenty six percent when it comes to um, three threes made they are also dead last in the conference with just 77 that's you know 12 behind idaho state who is shooting just 29 percent 
on 305 attempts. Um, so it's just, if they're not, they're not a team that wants to shoot threes. And so if the points in the paint aren't happening, if they're being forced to shoot a lot of jumpers, they're not getting close to the basket and playing their game. It's obviously been tough. And, um, that Sac state game in particular, just 16 points in the paint is not going to get it done. And obviously it didn't because they were never really in it. Yeah. Yeah. First they were in it first quarter for them for a little bit, you know, 14 to 10, but mm-hmm. since then it just got away from them. Yeah. Um, down, you know, at, at the break at halftime, it's, you know, against Sac state the wildcats down 34 to 20. So already a 14 point deficit going into the locker room at halftime, not completely not you're not completely out of the game at 14 points down at halftime, but the offense just didn't figure out a way to get ever get going in that game. And I I attribute a lot of that to the fact that they just, they got out rebounded so, 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 so badly. Yeah. Just, there weren't opportunities to get back in the game. Yep. And that's normally where I'm like, Oh, there must've been a turnover, you know, but they won that battle. So it's, it is, probably came down to rebounding that those second chance points. Yeah. Because you look at, um, so I talked about this at the top, but, um, it's now Nataboo. I mean, she had 18 rebounds. I mean, that's far and away the most for Sac state in that game. Um, so she's just an absolute force in the, in the paint. She had nine offensive rebounds, nine defensive rebounds. So even when split, but those nine offensive rebounds, you know, coupled with a, a few a smattered in throughout by other Hornets, you know, they come away with 13 offensive rebounds and that gives them 17 second chance points. Uh, it's tough when you're trying to dig yourself out, self out of a 14 point hole at the half, which then extends by two more points after the third quarter, you know, you're down 16 and uh, you just, you just get blown out in the fourth quarter, 22 to 12. So Tough. Any other things you saw in this one, uh, these two that you were like, eh, didn't love that. Uh, not that I can think of more than I wrote down. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. My chicken, my chicken scratch notes that it took. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for me, uh, we've already talked about rebounding Uh huge factor, I think in this, in this one. Um, and I also think that in the Portland state game, like you mentioned, Wildcats did do a good job uh, out rebounding the the Vikings, which is, I think is a factor in them being in a position to win. But definitely the problem in the Sac State game. Um, another thing I wrote down was scoring. The Wildcats did not score. Um, they did not really ever get the offense going against against Sac. I mean, just forty four points for in forty minutes. It's just barely more than a point a minute. Uh, it's tough. <laughs> you know, yeah. things were a little bit better against Portland state. Obviously you put up 64 and those are some nice quarters. But one of the things that I've noticed is that the Wildcats, they really do seem to start off slow every game. Like first quarter just does not ever seem to go well. feels like they're always in the 10, 12 point range in that first quarter. And sometimes the other team starts off slowly too, and that's fine. But in some of these other games, like Portland state is a good example. They score 15 in the first quarter. Now, if the Wildcats even get a couple more buckets to fall in that first quarter, we're not talking about, we're talking about a split this weekend, right? We're not talking about doing, you know, losing by one point on a, 
on a last second three by the Vikings. So slow starts in the first quarter and even sometimes the first half, I think a really cost the Wildcats a lot of games. And so that trend has continued in both of these road games uh, last week. Another thing that I saw that I didn't love was the bench production. Bench production has not been great this season. Um, and, you know, 13 points in the Portland State games, so that's a little bit better than, you know, what what they see. But, I mean, just 11 bench points. And we talked about the the dynamic duo of Darren Hickok and Jaden Matthews in that Portland State game. That was a big chunk of the offense. But against Sac State, J-Double-Double doesn't have nearly as good of a game. She scores nine points and four rebounds. And so you're just getting blown out. Now, Monka continues to produce at her usual level, right around 20 points, I think. Checking the numbers, she's third in the conference right now in scoring, uh, averaging 17.9 points a game. So she's she's getting it done, but I really, really feel that the Wildcats are just missing that third score. You know, that just that third person to get in double figures, whether that's 10, 12 points. I think it could really make a difference and also spread the floor. And we just haven't seen anybody step up with the departure of Emma Torbert. Yeah. I'm, um, I'd like to see maybe, well, really any of them be the third. I've kind of liked having Ava back a little bit. I know she didn't get yeah. any, she, she didn't get any points against Sacramento state, but it, it feels like, in some of these past games, since she's coming back from injury, she's been the one to get a bucket here or there that helps kind of keep Weaver in it. I mean, not always, but it seems like even her handling the ball a little bit down low, she just, I don't know, just kind of helps keep them close, at least for a little bit. No, you're right. And she, she got 21 minutes in that Portland State game. Uh, so it feels like, you know, she's ramping up, you know, because coming off of the bench, I mean, that, that was more, more minutes than some starters. You know, that was more yeah. minutes than Vicky Parra, more minutes than LT uh, coming in off the bench for Ava Williams. So, so I agree, like coming in and, um, you know, it's just one of those things that are like, it's nice to see her getting back to form, but it's also difficult because I think this is her last season. And mm-hmm. so it's just kind of a bummer to see her, you know, getting back into the swing of things because we can see the impact that she could potentially make for the team, maybe yeah. be that third score who can, you know, we're not asking for 20 points. Yeah. 10, 12 points coming off the bench. That's, that's nice. That's a really nice thing to have. Mm-hmm. And so if she could do that, uh, it'd be great, but it seems like she's trending that way. But like you said, against Sac state. Yeah. I mean, not, not as big of an impact, but also not as much opportunity to play. You know, she yeah. only played for seven minutes in that game. And I imagine a lot of that has to do with matchup. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Didn't really think of that, I guess, but yeah, I mean, and in Sac- in Portland state game, she only had six points, but that six points seemed to kind of keep them right there in a way. But. Um, so bench production would be nice. Another person that I think might be that, that one to step up is uh, Aaliyah Ellis. And she's been up and down a little bit. She's had some games where she has not been great. And then she's had some games where she's definitely produced and chipped in. And so I think there's there's potential right there where mm-hmm. she really could be some something. She could be somebody that she got. She started in the Sac State game. 
20 minutes in one point and you say she was 0 for 5 Colby she was 0 for 1 like really that's what you believe but like I don't know it just feels like you know she's a young player I think this is her now sophomore season um yeah it is her sophomore season and just just watching her it's like I think that there's potential there for her to up her game if she continues to get consistent minutes uh, maybe she could become that third scorer but it's going to take some work on her part cuz it's been a lot of up and down but if the Wildcats could find that third score, uh, things would look a lot different, you know, for yeah. the remainder of this of this conference slate. Yeah, for sure. So let's name some MVPs. Brooke, the Portland State game, who you got for an MVP? Oh, I mean, the obvious, probably <laughs> Darren Hickok. <laughs> Go with Monka. She had a double double in that game, 25 points, 10 rebounds. Um only three turnovers. She said she's had some issues with turnovers, you know, but that's a part and parcel of being somebody who handles the ball a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she shot fairly well, nine of 15. So, you know, slightly better than 50%. One of one from the three point line. It feels like her shooting has gotten better. Understandable MVP. Yeah. And always getting to the free throw line. I mean, I guess I could change it since she also was our leading scorer for Sac State game. So maybe go with Jade Matthews for Portland State and then. Monka for Sac State. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Because Jaden, J double double plays the, the full 40 minutes. She goes eight of 14 from the field. She's five of seven from the free throw line. Now you can say, well, she missed that one key free throw that would have just, you know, kept the Wildcats from being beaten at the buzzer. Yes, that's true. But there are a billion things like that that you could point to um, throughout, exactly. the, throughout the game where it's like, it could be that could have been that could have been that she pitched in three assists five rebounds. So, you know, rebound total was a little bit lower, but you know, Vicky Parra had six rebounds. Uh, Ava Williams had two rebounds. Even Emery Lavelle got a rebound herself. And it's just one of those things where it's like as a complete, as a whole. Yeah. I, I think J double double gets the MVP in that Portland state game, but you're right. When it comes to the Sac state game, there wasn't a lot to love just because of how <laughs> difficult that game was. Um, and so, yeah, if anybody was going to carry the banner, it was going to be Monka, Darren Hickok in that one, 20 points, four rebounds and um, seven of 17 shooting. So rough shooting day for everybody. Um, and, you know, that's to be understood because to be 100 percent honest, um, defensively, Sac State is a stingy team. They are the second best defense in the conference. They only give up 57.8 points a game. So understandable that, yeah, like they are. uh they are going to be difficult. They also lead the conference in block shots. They average 4.17 a game. Mm. Um, and so understandable that it's like, yeah, they are a very stingy, stingy team and uh, they'll make you pay. And so, and then we already talked about rebounding woes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny because SAC is not like prolific when it comes to like average, like they're, they're only averaging 35.3 rebounds a game. That's actually worse than Weber. They just, I don't know, must have just been a, a matchup issue. Just, yeah. One of the things that SAC does do really well, though, is they hold opponents to low rebound totals. So they only give up mm-hmm. 20, 28 rebounds a game. Oh. The Wildcats well below that in this one. So yeah. I agree yeah. with your MVP picks. really like them. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really too hard to pick. Unfortunately. Yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> All right. 
All right. So that's that's last week's games. Uh, now we're going to move to a segment we're going to call Wildcat Rants. And so, folks, like I explained to you at the top, uh, this is a this is a segment where if you've ever watched the Around the Horn on ESPN, uh, the winner of Around the Horn gets FaceTime. That means that they get 90 seconds to talk about whatever it is they want to rant about. And so I'm going to give Brooke the floor. She's going to get 90 seconds here to rant about anything Wildcat related that she wants to rant about. So Brooke, when you're ready, give me the thumbs up and we'll start your time. Okay. I guess we'll see if I can even talk for that long. Here we go. Okay. So I've recently seen on social media about people maybe wanting coach V fired and I'm going to say no, (laughs) not yet. I don't feel like she has been, I mean, when I, if I'm going to compare I'm going to bring up the last coach, Beth Anord. She was given, mm, I think it was about nine years and it was about five or six before Weber started actually winning. So I'm going to say, um, no to coach V getting fired for now. I say, give her another, maybe two seasons and then we'll see (laughs) one to two. Okay. And then <laughs> I'm saying nothing. This is your FaceTime. <laughs> and then I, okay. I didn't need to say this in a nice way. I, especially thinking back to Utah tech and even the game against the Utes, they, especially Utah tech had a ton of fans. I'd say probably 90 something percent of them were for Utah tech because they had eight players from Utah. We have zero. I think there needs to be a little bit more recruiting around Utah because that local talent draws fans. So Utah tech pretty much had a home game. You, the Utes, they had a lot of fans there too. So I don't know. I say more local recruiting. All right. There there it is. 90 (laughs) seconds. That was pretty that was good. Hard. That was pretty good. And she got two <laughs> things in there. Talk about, you know, the, the chatter that's been on social media lately, talking about how, how the Wildcats get better and should maybe the Wildcats turn the page and move on at the end of the season, look for a new head basketball coach. And Hopefully so, that made some sense. <laughs> yeah, Brooke says, no, you should not. You should give her more time. But then also, uh, you know, recruit more locally because like you said, gets more fans in the in the building. So I like it. All right, I'm gonna take Hopefully my time. It made now. some sense. <laughs> made some sense. I hear what you're saying. Uh, so now let me let me set this up for myself, and uh, and then I'll, I'll take some FaceTime. So this will be my Wildcat rant because I got a couple things in mind, but um, yeah, I think I'm gonna do two things as well. I think I got. I think I got. So I got 90 seconds starting now. So I'm going to start off the kind of similar way that you did, Brooke, where you talked about, you know, the, the head coaching situation, the coaching staff at Weber State. Um, there has been some chatter online about whether or not the Wildcats should turn the page. Uh, I think I'm falling down on, on the opinion that maybe it is time uh, because there are certain things that continue to happen now in the fifth season that have been very persistent problems uh, that just don't seem to change. One of those is namely turnovers, right? Wildcats continue to average nearly 20 turnovers a game. And that has been a trend that has happened throughout 
the time of this current, you know, I guess, uh, administration, as it were, uh, this current coaching staff, that's been a, a trend. And so that along with, you know, it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of depth on the bench. Uh, it doesn't feel like there are a lot of players that really progress very often. And so I just look at the, at the sum total and it feels like this season, especially is a regression where there were some good wins last season. And so a contract extension was given and that just hasn't been the case this year. Um, and so the regression has made it really, really difficult that I'm starting to look around going like, perhaps it is time at the end of the season to turn the page. And there are lots of folks on social media that are talking about the same, maybe same thing. So that took up like all my time. I was going to talk about attendance uh, on Saturday at the purple palace. Great showing guys love to see everybody out there and especially to get that gritty win. That's the thing that I want to talk about. So, ah, oh, there goes my time. That's the time. All right. Well, that's wildcat rants. Rook, I'll give you, any, any one last small thing you want to say before we move on to the next, next segment? No. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I just won't. I'll just, I'll just, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's look at, let's look at the upcoming schedule. Uh, we've got, uh, like we said, Wildcats um, coming up here pretty quickly. Wildcats will be taking on, Idaho this week, Thursday, January 26th against Idaho, 1130 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Now, keep that in mind, folks. Thursday at 1130 in the palace. Tickets at WeaverStateSports.com or watch it on ESPN Plus. Uh, Saturday, January 28th, Wildcats take on Eastern Washington, 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Or you can just uh, go down to the Purple Palace, get yourself some tickets, get yourself some popcorn, which they sell at those games, by the way. And watch the ladies play Eastern. I mean, right now, when it comes to... Let me pull up the standings really quickly. Um, talking about Idaho and Eastern. Now, I think a lot of people expected Idaho to be a lot better than they are. Uh, Idaho has kind of underperformed. They're actually two and six in conference play. Um, they have not been good. Overall, they're six and 13. Uh, we talked about Beyonce B. She's been very good for them, but... Idaho is not very good. Eastern Washington, a little bit different. They're five and three in conference play. Things are trending upward for them. Uh, could be a tough game. So if the Wildcats are going to find a win this week, could be against Idaho. So show up at 1030 on Thursday and may see it happen. Uh, then the, the schedule gets a little bit weird from that point on. Uh, the Wildcats will go up on Saturday, February 4th, uh, or they, they get to stay home and they will face um, Idaho State in the Purple Palace, 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on Saturday the 4th. You can get your tickets or you can go to ESPN Plus and watch it. And then Monday, February 6th, the Wildcats will host Northern Colorado in the Purple Palace. Really weird structuring right there. My understanding is that the reason for that is because the way that the conference tournament is structured, it starts on a, on a Saturday this year and it will run until Wednesday. Uh, they had to change some things up. And so that's why there's this weird break in the schedule that looks this way. Um, one more thing to point out, a couple more games to keep on your radar. Uh, the Wildcats will also be facing uh, that week. They will take in the Montana roadie. So they will have uh, four games in a week's period. So that's going to be a tough week. And so that'll include the the Montana roadie. So Thursday, February 9th, uh, It'll be 7 p.m. and up in Bozeman, taking on the defending champion, Montana State Bobcats. Then Saturday, February 11th at 2 p.m., heading over to Missoula to take on the Grizz. Uh, 
So that's the upcoming schedule. And uh, man, that week is for the, both the men and the women. That's just going to be a, a really rough stretch that that week with starting with Idaho State and then moving through to the Montana schools. So we'll wrap up the show. Uh, WeberStateWeekly at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. Go to Patreon and get your premium preview if you're a patron. So go check it out. Uh, and then uh, Weber State Weekly, our website. Brooke Minnick, want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly. I'll wrap it up like I always do. Weber State, Weber State. Great. Great, great. Go Wildcats. Wildcats.